On today's Locked On Thunder podcast, it's a mailbag episode of the Locked On Thunder podcast. That's right. Your questions being featured today from the NBA draft, from SGA's pairing with Josh Giddy, which is the burning question right now around Bricktown, and so much more. We're going to get into all of that today on the Locked On Thunder podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team's every day. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. You can follow the show on Twitter at Hello Thunderpod. Email the show, Hello Thunderpod at gmail.com. On today's show, brought to you by betonline.net. We're going to dive into your questions from who the Thunder should draft, what free agent signings they might make this year, and how the Thunder can pair SGA and Josh Giddy in the future going forward. But again, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this year with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Let's start our Monday mailbag, which will kick off a week long uh, podcast for all of you. We're going to do Monday mailbag today. Tomorrow, of course, will be a Kings recap podcast. Wednesday will be a draft podcast all about the draft. Thursday, another game recap podcast. Friday, a stock watch podcast. So a lot to get into. Subscribe right here so you never miss a podcast. They're all free and available across all platforms. So thank you for making us your first listen every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball, even on YouTube. The first question comes from Twitter at Halsey30. Out of the top three prospects, who do you think would bring the most to the Thunder roster. And his top three prospects are Jabari Smith, Paul Bancaro, and Chet Holmgren. Of this top three, which I do agree is the top three of the 2022 NBA draft, I don't think that there's very many people who have a different top three than that. Of that top three, the player I want the most is Jabari Smith. As a pick-and-roll man, Jabari Smith produces 1.065 points per possessions, according to Synergy. He's in the 95th percentile in the country as a spot-up shooter, producing 1.292 points per possessions as a spot-up shooter. That sounds like a guy that would fit perfectly alongside Josh Giddey. Jabari Smith is a player that his offense can expand even more whenever he's being set up by a really great point guard and some really great uh, guards Josh Giddy, we all know his playmaking ability is to another level. With SGA, even the SGA drive and kick would benefit Jabari Smith so much because while he's a great spot-up shooter, he can also hit difficult shots on the catch-and-shoot where he's got a guy breathing on his neck and he can still knock it in over a heavily contested jump shot. So both guards can really bring out great offense from Jabari Smith. And while I think that Chet and Paolo are great options as well, I think that if you got to handpick one player from this draft and plant them onto this roster, 
without having to jump through hoops of the draft lottery. You get any draft prospects you want to. It'd be Jabari Smith because of just how seamless the transition would be to incorporate him into the Thunder organization and with your two main pillars of your franchise. There would not be much growing pains there with Jabari Smith coming into the offensive system next to SGA, next to Josh Giddey. I think that his play would translate and, and his you know kind of role would be similar to that at Auburn. I, I think that it would be the easiest transition on him probably for, for college life to the NBA life. I, I think that I would absolutely go with uh, Jabari Smith as my guy out of the shoot uh, as my number one overall prospect for the Thunder specifically, and actually my number one overall prospect in general right now uh, for the 2022 NBA draft. Uh, but that's a great question. Again, the user was at Housey30. Uh, next from at Cody Konecki. If you could have any player in the NBA right now or college player, who would it be? Uh, college player, Jabari Smith just said that. Uh, but I'm going to take this question two ways because I'm not sure which you you meant to ask this question. So answering it both ways just to, just to cover all my bases here. Uh, if you're meaning this as in who is my favorite player in the NBA to watch, who would I want to build a franchise around and want to start my franchise with right now, it'd be Luka. I think Luka is the answer for who you start a franchise with. I think that uh, if you were to somehow put Luka on the Thunder with all the assets that the, assets the Thunder have, it is very easy to construct the roster around Luka Doncic. Very, very, very easy. And he is one of the top players in the world. So that'd be my answer in general of who my personal favorite is uh, around the NBA. Now, from a Thunder rebuild perspective, Evan Mobley. I mean, could you imagine if the Thunder landed two top five picks and still had the foresight to draft Josh Giddy, and then they drafted Evan Mobley and you had Shea, Evan Mobley, Josh Giddy right now? I think that that fits the timeline more than most options out there right now. I mean, sure, LeBron's doing incredible things right now, but uh, the timeline aspect of it, the rebuild aspect of it, you'd rather have Evan Mobley right now for the Thunder. I think that Evan Mobley would be the perfect player to put next to Josh Giddy, the perfect player to complete this Thunder core, and then you would have to move on to supplementing this roster with better role players and then maybe a solidified NBA player to go along with these youngsters to help them develop more. But if you could have somehow gotten the lottery luck and gotten the two top five picks like you could have last year, and then still the fourth extra draft, Josh, Josh Giddy, and then still uh, select Evan Mobley at two instead of, say, Jalen Green. The sky would have been the limit for this organization. Still is a very bright future. But again, if I could just supplant one NBA player onto this roster, it would be Jabbar. It would be Jabbar Smith for the college, and it would be Evan Mobley for a player already in the NBA. But if I was going to build a franchise from scratch, forgetting about the Thunder, and just doing it totally from scratch on who I like to watch play, who I think is one of the best players in the league. I'd be a franchise around myself. It'd be Luka Doncic. If I was going to start a 2K draft right now, I would hope uh, to land Luka Doncic and, and build my team around Luka Doncic in a NBA 2K my GM draft type of scenario. So, hope that answers both your questions. If you meant to ask it a different way and I didn't answer it somehow, uh, let me know and I'll answer it for you uh, over there on Twitter uh, at Cody Konecki. I hope I said that right. Uh, and then one more question before the break from at Ritvik Yaduro. If Michael Porter Jr has another setback slash injury, what would it take to bring him to Oklahoma City? Uh, this is an interesting question, but one I don't think that needs a lot of explanation because it's if he was to have another injury and 
coupling with that injury, the Nuggets wanted to move on from him. You've got to factor that into the price. So even though Mike Porter Jr. has been a really good NBA player and he's commanded that huge contract, uh, for the Nuggets to want to trade him, you'd assume that the back injury is really, really bad. And this is a guy who's had back injuries going back to high school. And so that lowers what you had to give up to get a guy who's on a big contract with a long history of back issues who the team gave up on him, right? So with all those things being said, it's hard to gauge what his true value would be. Now, as a basketball player, can he fit with Josh Giddy? Can he fit with SGA? Sure. You always take really good players, especially when you have a really good coach like Mark Declan that you have right now in Oklahoma City. But it's hard to gauge the price point just because in order for this move to even be on the table, so much has to happen. The Nuggets have to give up on him. He has to have another injury. And the Nuggets have to think that this injury is going to be the one that does him in for his career and make him not worth that contract. So all that being said, uh, the price point would probably be a couple – uh, picks and then matching salary because I, I don't think that you uh, give up SGA or Josh Giddy for Michael Porter Jr. period, much less if he's had another back injury, another setback. Because when you look at this Thunder roster, uh, there's not a ton of sweeteners to throw into trades, right? You don't want to trade Josh Giddy. You don't want to trade SGA. They're off the table immediately. You don't want to trade Trey Mann because of what he's shown. You don't really want to trade Luke Dorr, although they're not totally 100% untouchable. Uh, you'd like to keep them. So you're kind of running out of players to throw into trades. So this would have to be a, p- a pick-based trade and just kind of matching salary because the Nuggets would feel at that point that the injury risk does not match up with the contract that you're giving up and, and the value of money that you're giving up in cap space. So uh, that's kind of the answer to your question that doesn't really have a perfect answer because it's so like kind of far-fetched in the sense of uh, there's too many dominoes that have to fall before we can legitimately answer this question for what the market would dictate for Michael Porter Jr. right now. Uh, but I hope that, that that did answer your question. It's a very outside-the-box question, but we're going to come back with even more of Mailbag Monday. Questions from Jimmy Miz about uh, what players the Thunder should target. Uh, questions even from uh, the Lockdown Rangers host over there on the MLB side. So before we get into all that, I do want to say right now, but your friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is fantastic, folks. Built Bar keeps me going. It's that time of year where you've probably started to give up on your new year's resolutions. Let me tell you why I have not fallen into that trap yet. It's because built bar is here for me. They make eating healthy so much easier. You can use them pre-workout or post-workout, or even as a mirror replacement or a snack. They're incredible folks. What's helped me out is that they're healthy to eat for a snack for a meal replacement for pre-workout or post-workout, but also they have so many different options. Oftentimes when you're trying to look for healthy options, it's the same bland taste. But with Built Bar, they have so many flavors to choose from. You can be cycling through flavors and never get bored, never feel like it's repetitive, never feel like you're eating the same thing over and over and over again. So that's why I like the filling Built Bar that tastes just like a candy bar with 100% chocolate on the outside of every bar. My personal favorite right now is the white chocolate cookies and cream but also standard cookies and cream, coconut almond, coconut. Uh, they have peanut butter brownie chunk, mint brownie. So many great flavors to pick from and new flavors coming every single day at all time of, at all time of day at Built.com, promo code lock 15 Built.com, promo code lock 15 15% off of your next order. Built.com, promo code lock 15 15% off of your next order at Built.com. We are back on the Lockdown Podcast Network, on the Lockdown 
Thunder Podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen every single day. Every single morning we're here for you talking Thunder basketball. Your next listen, go check out the Locked On Now podcast. The Locked On Now podcast is also a daily podcast. It's also free and available across all platforms. It's a nightly recap show of every NBA game with breakdowns from our local experts. It's free and available across all platforms wherever you get your podcasts from. And so we're back continuing this Mailbag Monday. If you like Mailbag Monday, you can send in questions on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles, or if you don't have Twitter, on the email, uh, Pod at gmail.com. Next question comes from at Jimmy Miz on Twitter. Who is your player that you would target with the extra cap space pre-draft before the NBA year ends? Do you think it's too early for Sam to make a big move? I think a player slash pick consolidation needs to happen. Well, I think that the player slash pick consolidation will happen at some point. I think that uh, it's still a year away from happening, right? So not this off season, but next off season is when it happens. I do not think that Sam Presti will just continue to sit and sit and sit on these assets like you saw Danny Ainge do in Boston. I don't think that that's something that Sam Presti will do. So I think that it will come. It's just a matter of is right now the right time. And personally, I just don't foresee it happening. I don't really foresee them uh, taking up anything right now, uh, but Sam Presti always has tricks up his sleeve and always has uh, different surprises for everybody. Let's just say that uh, in the off season. So I think it is coming, just not right this minute. Uh, as far as the off season rolling around, uh, who would you uh, try to trade for to use that salary cap before the draft? Uh, I don't really know of anybody that they just go out and hunt for right now. Obviously, things would have to just fall together perfectly uh, in order for them to make a trade before the league year ends. But it is a very good option that they might be able to use and they might be looking into using. Uh, in fact, they probably absolutely are looking into using it. It's just a matter of if something materializes or not. Uh, next question comes from at Bryce Paddock, who hosts uh, Locked On Rangers. You go check out Locked On Rangers. They're making big moves in the offseason before the uh, lockout and the whole sport of baseball ended uh, signing a couple shortstops. But yes, can you tell the Thunder to stop beating the Mavericks? Bryce, I wish I could. Again, go listen to Lockdown Rangers, best Rangers podcast out there. I wish I could. Not only for the sake of the tank of the Thunder, that's not the only reason why, but for those lifetime long listeners, you know that uh, the Mavericks, my first ever love, first team I ever loved. I'm so old that the Thunder were not a thing whenever I was a kid. So I was watching the Mavericks down the road, and that's why Mark Cuban didn't particularly like the Thunder coming to town because they took away fans like me and made them Thunder fans. But uh, I love the Mavericks still. Uh, of course, love the Thunder as well. Uh, but I, I, I do wish that next week uh, goes Dallas's way. And they had a very fun game today, uh, going on like a 32-8 run to beat the, to beat the Warriors. It was very interesting to watch. Uh, but a Thunder... Question from at Giddy Wired. Oh boy, here it is. It's time for the big question of the millennium. What feels like for the Thunder? Uh, what is Josh Giddy's ceiling with the Thunder? How do you view his future with the team? He gave an interview, uh, I believe over All Star Weekend, where he said that uh, his goal is to win a championship in Oklahoma City, his goal is to win a title with the Thunder. Uh, and I go back to what I said all last week. In the NBA, there is so much drama. There's a reason why they play on TNT. 
There's so much drama in the NBA that you don't have to go hunting for it. You don't have to make stuff up. You don't have to go read tea leaves left and right. It'll come to you. It'll find you. And for all intents and purposes, Josh Giddy, SGA, Sam Presti, Mark, they've all said the right things about the pairing. They want to work hard. They want to figure out how to play together. They want to play together for a long time. Josh Giddy says that they're going to be the best backcourt in the NBA in a couple of years if all things go well. Uh, SGA said great things as well. They're working together. They're trying to find their groove. They've played less than like 2,000 possessions together. Folks, that's not a lot of possessions. And now Josh Giddy's out with his hip injury. It's look, that's going to keep him out Monday against the Kings and might keep him out longer. SGA dealt with that ankle injury uh, in January through the All-Star break. I think that the ceiling for Josh Giddy in Oklahoma City is a championship. Because I think that on the basketball floor, Josh Giddy and SGA can absolutely win a title. I think that the roles are pretty defined where I don't question the basketball fit between Josh Kitty and SGA. It's pretty clear. SGA thrives off ball as he did his first year in Oklahoma City. Josh Kitty plays the point guard role, makes the teammates around him better, sets up SGA. There's times where SGA has to be the lead guard and go get buckets in isolation. But in general, Josh Kitty is the point guard. Josh Kitty needs to improve his three-point shooting uh, to at least league average. That'll really help things out a lot. I think there's a clear path for them to be very, very good on the basketball floor if they want to play together, if they want to put the work in, if they want to be in Oklahoma City long-term. And those are all ifs that I can't possibly answer. All I can do is talk about what happens on the basketball floor. That's all I can do. I don't know SGA personally. I don't know Josh Giddy personally. I don't know what happens inside their heads. I don't know how they feel about each other. I don't know how they feel about basketball. I don't know how they feel about positions in basketball, right? I know that that SGA gave a GQ article saying he's be the best point guard in the NBA history, which is hard to do when you're not playing point guard. But uh, either SGA wants to play off ball to make it work, or he doesn't. And I can't predict one way or the other what will happen. So from a strictly basketball point, there's a clear path for them to succeed at a high clip in Oklahoma City. There's a clear path for these assets in the, in the future first-round picks to turn into very good players next to Josh Giddy and SGA, and for all of them to work together to get the Thunder back to title contention. And I'm always in favor of your favorite team having great players and having more great players and having the most amount of great players that they can possibly have. So the ceiling is a championship-level team. And I say that because, folks, injuries can happen. The ball can bounce a different way in Game 7, and you might never win a championship, but you were championship caliber. And that's the ceiling for Josh Giddy and SGA in this Thunder future. To me, I think on the floor, there's little to no questions about how they can be good together. It's all about, do they want to be? And as of right now, they've both said the right things. SGA had a plan A comment, which sent everybody spiraling. But outside of that, they've all said the right things. They've all done the right things. And we just have to wait to see if the NBA drama is going to happen if the rumor mill will keep turning and if uh, the disgruntled stars will keep disgruntling. But until then, evaluating this just on basketball, this is a championship-level pairing as long as Sam Presti puts the pieces around them that needs to happen, which I think that we all trust Sam Presti to do until proven otherwise. So 
that's where I stay on the Josh Giddy SGA saga that is social media right now. Uh, but let me know what you think on the comment section on YouTube below or on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles or on the email at LLThunderPod. Whenever we return, we're going to talk about Sam Presti in this rebuild. We're going to talk about uh, SGA's headband and Darius Baisley. Drop the rap song. How about that? But first, I'm going to say right now, my good friends over at betonline.net. Football's over, but basketball is in full swing from pro and college hoops for the latest odds, player props, and even where the next fired coach will land. Betonline.net is the best and number one overall spot for your sports betting needs. Betonline remains the best spot for sports scores, podcasts, news, and more this season. It's not just basketball, but online.net has hockey, boxing, UFC, Olympic coverage, and if baseball ever returns, they're going to have baseball as well, along with Olympic information. So head over to the website right now, or even use your mobile device and learn more about the trends in action. But online is where the game starts. We are back on the Locked On Thunder podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Thank you for making Locked On Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you, talking Thunder basketball. Your second listen, go check out the Locked On NBA podcast, Locked On Experts, covering the biggest stories from around the NBA Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available, just like Locked On Thunder, across all platforms. Let's continue now talking about a mailbag Monday with a question from at BG3163. How do you see Sam Presti addressing the center position in the offseason and who is someone you want them to go after? I don't foresee them breaking the world for a center, right? And going and trading for uh, an all NBA type of player. Uh, but I, I think that taking a flyer on Mobamba taking a flyer on Mitchell Robinson. I think that those kind of moves could happen. Uh, and I wouldn't be shocked though, if they just kind of stay where they're at and like, let Jerry get healthy and let Jeremiah Robinson will be the center again next year as they continue to figure things out as a very young team. But personally, I'd love Mo Bamba in Oklahoma city just cause it'd be very fun. Uh, and I do wonder what he looks like in a more stable environment than Orlando. No offense to the magic fans out there, uh, but that kind of be where I'd land because I don't think that a big move will happen. So maybe just a Mo Bamba type move. Uh, the next question from at Adam Christboy: What is uh, Trey Mann's long term role on this roster? I know that he's been very special recently. It has a very great February, uh, but his long term roster fit for me is still six men of the year material, which is awesome. Again, you think back to. Uh, those elite Thunder teams that were championship caliber, how many of them could have been made even better if when the starters were let out and and subbed out in playoff series, if you could turn to a bona fide bucket getter that can run your offense. Yeah, a lot of them would be much better if they had that. And Trey Mann presents that for you. Uh, So that's not a knock on Trey Mann. It's actually a great thing for the Thunder. Uh, And he still has room to progress to where maybe he does become a starting level player in this league eventually. But as of right now, I still forecast him to be a very, 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 very good sixth man that wins many a sixth man of the year awards. Uh, next question from at MK325491. Is the Thunder offense being the worst in, in the NBA a product of this team being young right now or a problem long term? In my opinion, uh, this is just them being young, uh, not having great role players around this team, injuries, things like that. 
I think the, that the offensive system as a whole, and the way that Mark runs his offenses are, is really good. You just have to figure out upgrades to make the roster better. And then the roster at that point, if they're better, can execute the system a lot better than that. So uh, I, I do not worry about the Thunder offense long-term. I, I don't. And, and we'll see if I'm right or wrong whenever the team gets more talent on the roster. And the 10th question, should Shea wear a headband all the time? Yes. For some reason, I just think he's a lot better with a headband. <laughs> he plays a lot better, it seems like, with his headband. Uh, it's just a cool look. And the last question, what'd you think of Darius Baisley's rap song? Darius Baisley over the weekend dropped many a tweets saying that he is the best rapper in the NBA. And he gave us a little taste on the Twitter machine this weekend of what he can do behind the ones and twos. I got to give it to him. I thought he was awesome. I thought he was awesome as a rapper. Now, uh, I am not going to be able to judge how, uh, you know, how, how technically sound he was as a rapper or lyrically or uh, the beats that he used or any of the technical music terms. I'm just not musically savvy enough. I could just tell you if it sounds good. And to me, it sounded good. Now, I'm not going to say he's better than Dame or better than Miles Bridges or better than the other rappers around the NBA, but he sounded good. It was very enjoyable to listen to. <laughs> and so the Thunder have a pair of musically inclined individuals on the team with Trey Mann, uh, having a SoundCloud and now Darius Baisley becoming a rapper uh, on the side. So a lot of fun stuff, a lot of fun stuff. Go check that out on Twitter. Uh, on, you can find that on Darius Baisley's Twitter uh, to hear him rap. We'll be back tonight to recap the game against the Kings and the Paycom Center uh, on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every single day. Until then, be good, be good to one another.